Good morning, everyone. Night before last, asteroid 2018 Romeo Charlie, or RC, beginning at 2200 Zulu, or Greenwich time, roughly 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, started its sweep past us at about 136,000 miles from the Earth's surface, or approximately halfway between us and the Moon. Romeo Charlie had been discovered a week ago by the Atlas Survey on Hawaii and was announced the next day by the Minor Planet Center, which has estimated the asteroid's diameter to be in the range of 100 to 230 feet. ATLAS, all in caps, stands for the Asteroid Terrestrial Impact Last Alert System, and a 100 to 230 foot in diameter asteroid is estimated as a, quote, city killer, close quote, in contrast to an asteroid twice that size, say 450 feet in diameter, which Atlas calls a, quote, county killer, close quote. As if we had not suspected it already, Mother Nature can be quite the terrorist, keeping us wondering as to when and what and why and how something might be going down, or in the case of 2018 Romeo Charlie, entering Earth's atmosphere and succumbing to our gravitational pull, falling down. Today is the 253rd day of 2018, with 112 days remaining in the year. Today, back in 1992, the character Lucy, in Charles Schultz's long-running Peanuts comic strip, raised the fee at her psychiatric help booth from 5 cents to 47 cents to account for inflation. Tomorrow, 17 years ago, as some of us vividly remember, Several early morning commercial airline flights were hijacked by Al-Qaeda-affiliated terrorists. Three of the four airliners were intentionally crashed into buildings, specifically the World Trade Towers and the Pentagon. The hijacking of the fourth airliner met sufficient resistance to have the airplane crashed into a Pennsylvania field. Most of us who remember watching the first video footage of the events remember exactly what we were doing and where we were on that Tuesday morning, which happened to be, otherwise, at least weather-wise, a most beautiful one in Maine and for much of the East Coast. Last Thursday after class at the University of Maine's Honors College, one of my students, looking a little stressed, approached me and asked whether we were going to be doing any remembrance of 9-11 on the coming Tuesday. I told her yes, if only long enough to dutifully remember what occurred not so long ago on that date. She then began looking even more stressed than earlier, tears starting to well up in her eyes. I was there, she said. I grew up in New Jersey. And then she appeared as though the waterworks were about to really let loose. Wow, I replied. You must have been what, maybe one or two years old? I was one, and with my parents, watching from the tallest hill in that region of New Jersey. My parents and other people took pictures that included me. Since that time, a monument has been built on that hill. Friends and I took prom pictures of ourselves at that monument. Keep on listening, I told myself. She's about to get to the punchline. I just feel like every year that horrible event returns, she cried, and I do not want to deal with it. We were standing in a small common area at the Honors College. A few students were seated on chairs and were waiting for their next classes to begin. Other students and staff and faculty were passing through on their ways to wherever. 
That day is in many ways like the day in August 1945 the United States dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, I replied. We need to remember that date forever because of what it means to the human condition, what the human being is capable of, and how much we need to think about the ramifications of that capability. She quit crying and dried her tears and asked, Will I ever feel any better about this? Think of it as a sort of conditioning, I said. You need to be able to stay in shape for the coming years, when this remembrance will invariably be recurring, for the reasons I just mentioned, and for many other reasons. We sometimes think, I continued, that we can distance ourselves from our involvement with significant events by ignoring them, or hiding from them, or insulating ourselves from those events by misinforming ourselves, when in truth we only shortchange ourselves in the process. Many things are closer than many of us think. As early as 1996, for example, Mohammed Atta and his sidekick Abdul Aziz Alomari, who would become two of the 19 hijackers five years later, lived in Orono, Maine. They posed as members of the United Arab Emirates Navy and were purportedly here to attend the Intensive English Institute at the University of Maine. A United States Postal Service carrier furnished this information to the FBI and other agencies the day after 9-1-1 because he had been delivering mail to them at two different locations in Orono, one off College Avenue and one off Park Street. To send her on her way in somewhat an improved frame of mind, I asked my student whether she watched the heavens much. You know, I said, the skies up above? She nodded, and I mentioned that September was going to be a great month for the brightest planets shining in a late summer and early autumn sky. On Tuesday, the 12th of September, for instance, the moon will be near Venus, and the next night, on Wednesday, the 13th of September, the moon will be near Jupiter, and so on, further into the month when Saturn and Mars. She brightened up, or at least made a good show of it, thanked me, and headed off to her next class. From Orono, Maine, here's to these fine remaining couple of weeks of summer.